This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Deary, 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 deary me. Hello, welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our reaction series where we react to the latest Arsenal news, matches, transfers, all of the above. Oh, yes, man. Just let it end now, guys. Just let this season be over. I'm so sick of it. I'm so done with it. I'm so done with this season already. Like... Thursday is just, it's everything, obviously. It's absolutely everything, Thursday. And <laughs> and the thing is, is that I just, I don't know how we, I don't know how we're winning games again. Like, I don't know how we're getting anywhere close to it. It just makes no sense. I don't know where, I don't know where we are going to get these wins from. I don't know where we're going to get these goals from. My God, how much do we miss Alexandra Lacazette? <laughs> I luck again, man. I just, I just can't get over that. I like this season; it's been ridiculous. Like, we can talk about luck. Oh, we didn't do enough to win. Obviously, I thought we, the first half, obviously, Everton were miles better than us. Um, second half, we we were much more dominant, but couldn't create anything clear cut. Um, oh God, I just so sick of the season now. We're gonna get your thoughts. We're going to get your comments. We're going to get how you're feeling. We're going to get everything. Um, but I just, oh, man. <laughs> so done with things right now. Um, Peter Renner says, let's face it, Arteta needs around two to £300 million to get this team back on track, as I feel pretty much any coach who was in charge would uh, as well. Uh, I'm just going to bring a bit of light and temperature into my face. There we go. Um, Souf says, this is draining. Uh, Spiral says, regardless of it's about Thursday, there is no excuse. The performances, results, and mid-table finish, that is unacceptable. And Arteta needs to go. Uh, ben Erland says, Tom, that is your sixth uh, That is your sixth captain blank in a row. Have you given up with fantasy fully? Yes. 
<laughs> yes, I have. Uh, yes, there's no other answer for it, Ben. Yes, I definitely have. Uh, Pedro says, how is Arteta responsible for all our stupid mistakes? He must be at his wits end uh, with this. I oh, know, it, uh, it boggles my mind. Like, did you, did you, hold on, Pedro, did you not see? Arteta ran on the pitch and he just nutmegged Leno. Did you see it? I, I don't know. I saw it. I mean, I, I, I saw it. Did you not see that? Arteta running on the pitch and and just kicking it in our own goal. Did you see that? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure it's fairly obvious for everyone to see at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt G says, around 60 minutes, I was close to turning off the game. I've just had enough of this season. Uh, Kian says, Martinelli over Eddie all day. I mean, I found it really odd to start not even start Martinelli for a starter <laughs> for starters made absolutely no sense um I, that decision I just find absolutely questionable if he was resting or rotating for Thursday I don't know why because if you win this game it's important it's against Everton who were a few points ahead of us before we started this game it's just unbelievable to, to, to pick I just don't really get it I don't really understand why to pick a player that looks like he's going to go. Like, we're renewing Balogun, and he's not even in the squad. You're putting Nelson in the squad over Balogun at this stage. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Some of Arteta's decisions, I just I just can't quite grasp. I just can't get my head around them. I really, really don't get it. Um JD says, stop with the Arteta out protest. Concentrate on the main issue here, which is Kroenke out. It doesn't matter who we bring in as the new manager as long as he is the owner, which I do have a, a certain element of, of agree agreements. Agreements? <laughs> uh, a certain element of support for. Uh, uh, first off, by the way, we haven't mentioned this. I did do a show earlier on, and we gave you some live coverage of the of the, the protest. Fair play to everyone who turned up. Amazing turnout. Amazing display. Um Unfortunately, a few people ruined it by doing some really stupid things. Um, you'll find them and you'll see them. Um, I don't think it represents the whole crowd, um, but utterly it, utter idiots, uh, to be honest, unfortunately. You always get, there's always a few. There's always a few that do something stupid. But on the whole, uh, it was a really, really good protest, a great success. Uh, we had Pablo there. We had Tom there. We, I've got some really good videos and, and, and photos to show you guys tomorrow in tomorrow's video. So I'm looking forward to producing that. Um, but yeah, fair play. It was great. And I hope they recognize and understand how we feel uh, right now because it is exceptionally low. Exceptionally low. Uh, uh, I still can't pronounce this. I, I'm assuming it's Stink, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand him being passive for 70 minutes every dreadful game and then all of a sudden start running after the ball and throwing it at the players to resume the game. It is already uh, gone, mate. Uh, Gundit News says, Tom, that's why Arteta is not the guy. That's not taking us anywhere. Uh, Anonymous says, Arteta is breaking all of the records. I'm sorry, but he's not good enough. Uh, Lart says, I really see us being a Europa slash mid-table for the foreseeable few next years. Uh, I've fully lost hope in everything with this club. Omar says, I am drained. The fasting has taken the energy out of me and Arsenal have made it no better. Yeah, I, I, I have sympathy for you, Omar. I really do, as I told you in the last few pods. I just couldn't do what you're doing. I'm, unbelievable scenes. Uh, Jonas says, if Arteta starts Xhaka against Villarreal, he is asking for the sack. I mean, Xhaka is our second best midfielder playing at left back at the moment. I think the time has come to admit that against Sheffield United, and against Slavia Prague, you might be able to play Xhaka at left-back. 
but you can't play him there against Everton. You couldn't play him there against Fulham. Um, and I think we lose a lot in our midfield. And the, the emphasis was on Partey to be kind of that passing metronome in the middle. And he needs a partner next to him more than just Danny Ceballos because it has to it has to go back to playing Saka there. I'm hoping that Erdogan's going to be fully fit. He did come on, of course. If he's fit, play Emil Smith or an Erdogan together again. Put Saka at left back and play Xhaka in the middle with Thomas Partey. But, I mean, to say that he should be sat to playing Xhaka is ridiculous considering he's our second-best midfielder. Jody Davidson, unfortunately, playing it safe until we're behind is ingrained in our culture now. It's one of our biggest challenges to overcome. Danny Roberts says, what's your opinions on the straight line in the VAR hub? Okay, this is what I'm talking about in regards to the luck this season that we have faced. It's an utter joke. That line that was drawn for the Pepe goal. Now, we'll have a separate discussion about the actual penalty goal. We'll come on to that. But the the, the offsides for Pepe is... They just don't even draw it right. I, I don't understand. You look at the picture. I mean, I put a tweet out for it just so you can see it. But we put a picture out um, of the lines on the pitch. And just... It's a joke. <laughs> I can't say anything more. I just I don't know how they've come to draw these lines. Let me show this on the screen. I've got it now. Here we go. Share the screen. Let me show it to you guys. Um, if you're watching on audio only platforms, this is on my Twitter at the Guna Talk TV. You look at the actual lines. You can't see any like any blue. Sorry, whatsoever. Kind of. You can't see any green. If you look at the top of the image, I'm not sure. It might be Mason Holgate. I, I'm not sure who it is at the top. It's very blurry, so I can't tell. But can you see any green between his arm or the top of his shoulder and the line? And the answer to your question is no, because they've not drawn it correctly. Um, you should, arguably, you should not be able to see anyway. But the point is, is the blue line's going through the player. It's not in line with the player's right position. And then for Pepe... You can see the blue line before Pepe's arm reaches the red line, which is not a correct place to draw it. It, it doesn't. It's just wrong. It's just not true. It's just wrong, and I can't get my head wrapped around the ideas of this system. If your technology is not good enough to do this, then don't do it. It makes absolutely no sense at all. It's not clear and obvious to say that this is offside. It's ridiculous. And then the people talk about the penalty, right? The thing is, about 10, 15 minutes earlier, Danny Ceballos goes down, right? He goes down and then gets back up because he felt it wasn't actually a penalty in that instance from Richarlison. But he gets back up. Obviously, nothing's given in that moment. But the reason why the players go down, like you saw Danny Ceballos go down, is because if they don't go down... They're never going to get the decision. They're never, ever going to get decisions. It's up to the VAR to then determine whether it's a penalty or not. In this case, they seemingly did because they had then gone to check if it's offside. But they kept, Richarlison makes contact with Sabahis' leg. It's not enough to make him fall in the manner that he does. But he has to because he's felt the contact. So he has to display that he's felt the contact. A dive, for me... There's two ways that you can dive in football. One is if there's just absolutely no contact whatsoever and you simulate a fall with no contact. The second is if you generate the contact yourself. What well, we see Harry Kane do it, we see Jamie Vardy do it, we've seen our players do it as well. But the point is, and the difference one in this side is that 
Ceballos is clipped by Richarlison, enough that it would trip him with the momentum, and he then exaggerates the contact. It's not a dive, it's a penalty, but then it doesn't matter because this is what we're facing. And this changes things. Like We'd be having a penalty, we have the chance to go 1-0 up, and we can build upon that, and then Everton have to come out more and attack us. But let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about the biggest problem of the game. The reason why we lost the game. And it's Burnt Leno. It's, it's, <laughs> he cannot do that. At the top, top, top level, that is amateur. Absolutely amateur. I know people were saying that keepers make mistakes and keepers have these problems in them. I get that. I hear you. But he has made consistent, silly little mistakes over and over and over again. We talk about the Watford game where he passes out to Socrates in that position. You talk about the Burnley game where he passes out to Xhaka when he could just lump it up the pitch. Like we talk about these moments that he keeps on having, his flappy arms that he can't, seemingly his wrist is made on a hinge and it just keeps on going back and forth and you can't, it can't stop anything. He is, it's too consistent in the mistakes that are happening. It's, he's not good enough. Matty Ryan was in my desired 11. Matty Ryan didn't do anything wrong in the game against Fulham to deserve being dropped for today. If he was thrown in against Fulham it's for, and then not given this game, it's because it's pure rotation. Arteta's feeling sorry for him at this stage. Don't throw your keeper in for pure rotation. Keepers don't need rotation unless they are utterly mentally shot, which Leno really shouldn't be, really. And if he is mentally shot... Then and after Ryan has a good game, then don't drop Ryan again. I just don't understand how you make the decision to rotate in Ryan and to that yeah. Oh. oh, just I'm so done with the season, man. Ryan better play on Thursday. Ryan better play on Thursday because if he doesn't play on Thursday. <sighs> just it's becoming very difficult to just very very difficult very difficult Ahmad says no way you're blaming see this is what I can't win <laughs> I can't win I absolutely can't win I defend Arteta I get slammed I criticize his decisions I get slammed I I can't win it's impossible <laughs> oh man it's crazy absolutely crazy um, Patrick says VAR is so corrupt. The draw the, uh, to draw the line, and it's still offside. James Wilson says, "Tom, enough is enough. When are you going to stop making the excuses for this manager?" <laughs> oh God, I've just been told I can't. How can I blame Arteta? But now I'm not blaming Arteta. I can't win. What's going on? <laughs> uh, Sue says, "Tom, please look at Mark Pugach's tweet." Uh, okay, let's have a look at Mark Pugach's tweet. Is he? He's going to say something that basically says it was going to be offside anyway, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Pugach, let's have a look at his tweet. Let's have a look. Scrolling down his timeline. Um, Napoleon said, don't bring me good generals. Bring me lucky ones. I've no idea if Arteta is good, bad, or indifferent. But given the amount of indi individual absolute howlers this season, he's definitely not lucky. And that's before VAR. <laughs> so true. Like, I wish people could see beyond it. I wish people could see beyond 
him being kind of the face of things because the luck this season has been unbelievable. Like the, the players have let him down time and time and time again. I know people will turn around and say that he's picking them, but he's not really got much choice. Our squad is pretty dire. So <laughs> I don't believe that if Angelotti was in charge of us, we'd be too far higher up than we currently are right now. The luck has been unreal and the same players are making the same mistakes over and over again. We might be in the short term, but the long term plan is different. I need to see this summer to come through. I need to see like I need to see us invest. I need to see us improve the squads. I need to see where we are after that because it's not enough time for me. One win, one summer window for me is not enough. I need to see more before I can make a final judgment. It's just me. If you don't want to hear that opinion, you don't have to watch. <laughs> it's just how I feel. And I feel like I'm so open to hearing your guys' opposite views. Just be open to hearing my side of it. Max Alexander, Max Alexander sorry, says, bring back Wenger in his long coat, shouting at the fourth official and pushing them. Christopher Fung says, with the domestic season pretty much lost, should we use it as an opportunity to develop our younger players, that Balogun, instead of the players who might not even be here next season? Arguably, we're getting, we're getting more. Uh, we're getting more to that direction. Yes, Chris. We are getting into the sense now where the league is done. I mean, I was hoping we might get a couple of wins uh, in our last in the few games that we have. It's not happening. Unfortunately, it sucks. It's not happening. I still feel like momentum is something that's really important going into those games that you need to build your momentum up. But yeah, it's it's just it's really really poor. Um, at the end of the day, it's really poor. Uh, Yonick says, I see it now. The Arsenal owned by Spotify co-founder playing Monday nights in the UEFA Conference League. Fans being able to create their pre-game playlists and creating celebrations for the players. Yeah, people need to get a little bit real about this. Um, The guy who owns, uh, I mean, the guy who's, is he Ed something? I can't remember his name. Um, But like, he's not wealthy enough on his own to buy Arsenal. He's just not. He only owns a certain percentage of Spotify. And if if he was to buy Arsenal, he'd have to give up basically his whole net worth and sell off more shares in Spotify to actually be able to afford it. Daniel Ek, thank you. Uh, Is it Daniel Ek or just Daniel Ek? Just. He, on his own, is not enough to buy Arsenal. People just assume, oh, look, rich guy, he can buy us. No, it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work. Yes, he's worth that amount of money, but he has to actually sell off what he uh, what he owns to be able to then, you know, purchase us. And he has to then find, I think he'd have to find other people as well. It's not going to happen. Don't get your ropes up. It's, it's Conkeys aren't going anywhere. But we still should be pr- pr- protesting, keeping the pressure on all that. But I just they're just not going anywhere. Um, Matt says, what managers could we genuinely bring in to replace Arteta? It's a good question. I mean, out there, the managers that we're looking at, the ones that are available right now, you're looking at Maurizio Sarri, you're looking at Rafa Benitez, you're looking at... um, Who else is out there? Jose Mourinho. (laughs) Oh, man, some people actually wanted him. Uh, Yeah, I can't... It's not worth it right now. It's just not worth it right now. Um, <laughs> Deary me. Ralph Ranick. When was the last time he managed a team, Ralph Ranick? Well, Ralph, when did he last manage? Because I thought he was like an executive more so than he was a manager. Um, let's have a look. He last managed a team. 
uh, in 2019 at RB Leipzig. And then did he go higher or did he just leave? Um, and a lot of German clubs. So no experience anywhere else outside of Germany so far. And he did really well in a team that sells really well, buys really well. It's not really fit in the mold. <laughs> we, we don't really need a person that's going to come in and, and do well at a club that sells really badly and buys not really well. Um, we need a manager that gets loads from the players that he has, um, which is tricky um, because all of those guys are, are clubs that are a lot bigger than us in terms of where they are in the table. So... <laughs> It's going to be really tricky. It's going to be really tricky. Uh, Greg says, Leno is to blame for this defeat. He's been average or crap all season. Brainless mistakes committed by our players all season. Martinez would have instilled confidence in this team. It's, it's obviously, we could have, we should have kept Martinez. Like <laughs> it's, it's becoming the most obvious thing. The more weeks there, no, no one can turn around and say that we should have sold um, Martinez over Leno in terms of those two. I understand why we did because no one was coming in for Leno and we had a big bid for Martinez, but we shouldn't have. <laughs> it's, it's becoming very obvious we shouldn't have done that. Uh, Chris P says, nice blush cut. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I need to get a new camera because for some reason it just emphasizes all of my really bright parts of my face. <laughs> It might be the green screen. I don't know. I'm going to get like a lighting thing, like a warm lighting glow. Make me look like I've been tanning for weeks. Uh, Calvin Cloet says, not trying to make excuses, but let's remember we are missing key players due to injuries. Laka, Abamyang, Tierney. Yeah, we are missing a lot of our key players, but I mean, yeah, I'm going to say, I don't even know. I mean, we are missing a lot of key players. In the day, we had a... a a 20-year-old that I just... But the thing is, he could have played Martinelli. He could have had Balogun on the bench, and he didn't. He didn't have them on the bench. Um, I do find it a little bit funny, though, how people said, look, the league's done. I don't care about it anymore. But yet we lose, and look, meltdown. <laughs> it's the Arsenal way. It's the absolute Arsenal way. Ah, oh, if one more person says Graham Potter. Jesus Christ. He won one home game in 2020. <laughs> Wow, that's great. Wonderful. Um, it gives me a vampire look, apparently, but it is super cool. I, fear. I mean, if you're a fan of the Twilight series, I'm here for you, but I, I've never seen them, but uh, I hear they're good from the other half anyway. <laughs> um, Arteta is pissed, says Luke. I bet he is. I bet he's absolutely fuming. Uh, Jeffrey says Everton have Ancelotti and they were terrible today. They weren't great. Absolutely. They weren't great. <laughs> Potter is better than Arteta. Oh, God. <laughs> there still must be about 12. Oh, I can't handle it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't do this anymore, guys. I just, it's just, oh, the level of ridiculousness is going, it's going over. Chuck Perks says, no offense in time. What you're saying, and I, I, I told you. I've told you this. It doesn't matter what the results are for the rest. I'm done. The season's done, mate. It's over. The season is done. I've told you what my position is. I'm waiting till next season. I'm waiting for another window to find out if it really is the players or if this coach isn't good enough because it would take another summer for me, for me personally, me personally to know. Um, he is not happy. Right. Let's see if there's any comments uh, about uh, Arteta. Let's find out because surely someone must have posted the, uh, the the tweets by now. If you know, let me know in the chat box. It's usually our good pal, Chris Wheatley. 
uh, or Mr. Watsy that usually posts these. So let's have a look and see if that is the case. And they have, in fact, posted them. Here we go. Arteta, there are certain things we cannot control. To disallow a goal 15 seconds before, I saw it 10 times, but I cannot see it. I don't get it. Uh, I think, honestly, it was a draw, to be honest. Oh, let me throw these up on the screen so you can see them as well. Here we go. Joel says, Tom, you're definitely funny. I mean, I've had one pint today. It was at three o'clock in the ice. So my only day off of the week, and that's it. So <laughs> unless one pint's done it, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Ancelotti says, I think, honestly, it was a draw, to be honest. Arsenal had control of the ball in the first half. We were not clinical in possession. Honestly, it was a draw. <laughs> I mean, even Ancelotti's feeling sorry for us at this point. He even knows. Um, <laughs> that's tragic. Oh, my God. Um, it's damaging for the confidence because the last two games, we've lost five points at home. It's terrible. It's unacceptable. He's clearly fuming. And the thing is, people have wanted a coach for a long time that actually understands and actually takes advantage and actually holds accountability. And yet, oh, look, he's gone. Um, <laughs> man. Um, dearie, dearie me, why Balogun was not... Why Balogun wasn't in the team, apparently that was part of it. I don't really understand. Let me just throw that up on the screen for you as well because there's a... Um, where it is it? Let me share the screen with you guys because we're going to Football London. Here we go. Press conference live. Okay. So Ancelotti's, yeah, we've talked about that. And Arteta is uh, in the press conference now. So they're going to be coming through. They're going to keep on with the updates. We'll keep an eye on it and we'll go back to it. But let's get some more of your comments. I saw there's a super chat that we need to check in with first. Um, forever Arsenal fan says we can't have referees or umpires call for close decisions like in cricket. Yeah, we need the technology. I've been saying this for a long time is that until you've got the technology to implement effective offside calls, it's no, like you just, no, you can't. You cannot legislate for a human to make that decision over and over again because they're getting it wrong over and over again. It's impossible for them to get it right. It is impossible for them to get it right. Um, disallow goal, uh, but it was just a penalty. What is he on about? I don't know what he's on about. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. Um, Tom Renner says, uh, Peter Renner, sorry, says, Tom, um, the defeat is on the players. In the first half, there was at least three or four times one of the front players made a forward run and the players with the ball turned and passed backwards. So frustrating. Uh, Mr. S says, what about Martin O'Neill? <laughs> That's the level we're getting to now, Mr. S. Uh, Kamen Guna says, Xhaka has played well at left back until he faces a better opposition. I'm surprised this hasn't been talked about. It's, we talked about it a little bit earlier on. Um, Chris P says, hardly studs up. It looked bad at first, but it wasn't as bad as the replays. Yellow card for me. Um, I don't know what tackle we're talking about. I think I may have missed this in the game. Um, it might, is it the one on Sabios earlier on in the game? I think it was. I think I don't think that's a red card. Um, Kian says, Tom, are you confident still for the Europa League? I have faith. I mean, Villarreal were utterly dire against Alaves this weekend. They lost against Alaves. Um, they weren't great. And, I mean, they scored a very good goal. Paco Alcatha scored a very good goal. It could go either way at this stage, Kian. I really, really don't know. It depends on who's back. It depends if we've got Abamyang or Lacazette or if Erdogan's fully fit or if 
some other players, if Martinelli plays, if Pepe's on form, if Xhaka goes into the middle, if we put Saka at left back, I just don't think the Xhaka at left back's working at this point. And I'll tell you what, they'll rip us apart. Chuck Wazy will rip Xhaka apart on that side. So I, I really, really don't know. I really don't know about Thursday. It's going to be a huge, huge game. It's the, it's the season-defining moment. It's, it always is. It is the biggest game of the season, just like the Slavia Prague game was, and we came out of that very, very well. We know this team can explode. We know that it has really high potential, but it also the floor of the team, as we, me and Clive discussed on the Let's Talk Arsenal show, it is utterly on the floor and practically digging beneath the ground right now. It's that low. The floor of the team is is utterly dreadful, utterly awful. Uh, Mr. Tesh says, uh, if we get to the final, it will only be an embarrassment like the final against Chelsea. The thing is, that it, it's true in the sense that if we get past Villarreal, coming up against likely Manchester United, I, just, I, I see them as a much better side than Roma, to be able to beat them, even though we have got four from six against them this season, in the form we are with the players that we've got, I just don't see it happening. I just can't see it happening at all. How says Unai Emery will definitely do one on us as a revenge for being sacked and disrespected. Uh, Chuck Wazy versus Saka uh, will be a Nigerian madness. Uh, Chuck Wazy, if you don't know much about him, I've, I've done a couple of player profiles on him, so check him out. He is very good. Uh, Zef blows my mind uh, how far we have fallen. Matthew Hudson says, I wasn't even disappointed. I saw a lot of sideways and backwards stuff and thought at best it was a draw. Karthik says, Tom, give me some positivity. I know a lot of you come here for positivity. Look, Karthik, the positivity should be that... Um, um, that we know, Karthik... Hold on, we'll get there. We're going to do it. The positivity, Karthik, is that we know we can be good... But the problem is we are very bad more of the time. So that's the best I can do for you right now, son. I'm sorry. That's, that's all I've got. That's, that's all I'm able to give you. Um, we've got another super chat. Thank you so much to Aran uh, Pasco, uh, which is a fantastic name, um, from New Zealand, it seems. Uh, maybe the players need chips uh, in shirt sleeves uh, and boots. So the offsides. Oh, sorry. I was so confused. I saw the word chips and I started getting hungry. Um, but I understand what you mean now. You're talking about sensors in like their shirts and stuff uh, so that the offsides can be automatically done. Also, a new goalkeeper. Uh, it needs to be a priority of a centre-back and right-back. Yeah, I agree with you. There needs, to, there needs to be an improvement in the technology. I don't know how it works. I don't know if a chip or a sensor in the player or just using kind of like a computer tracking system. You'd need so many more cameras in all of the grounds to do it effectively. Um, but it's probably, it's, surely it's feasible. Uh, Satya Abarat says, Nagelsmann, Tom, why would Nagelsmann leave RB Leipzig to come to Arsenal? Why on earth would he leave? Why, why would he do that? I mean, he's got Bayern, arguably, that are going to be on the phone to him because Hansi flicks off. Why would he come to Arsenal? It, it, absolutely no chance. It, trust me, I'd love it, mate. I'd love to have him. So I see your viewpoint. I just don't get how on earth he, or why on earth he would rather come to Arsenal. Makes absolutely no sense to me at all. Um, I'm going to have to wrap up in a second, guys, <laughs> mainly for my own sanity. Uh, we can dream, mate. Yeah, we can. <laughs> uh, D Rico says, that protest was amazing. Karthik, if you want to focus 
on a positive, the positive of the day was the protest. Absolutely by far. Tomorrow, we're going to be putting out a load of content of videos, photos from the protests. Um, I've had a couple of guys on the ground in the protest this evening whilst I really sucks that I couldn't be there. Um, but we've got some guys that were. They've sent us some really good videos. Again, I'm going to emphasize the point of the idiots that turned up to the protest because there are a few of them, unfortunately, that did ruin things. Um, but on the whole, the majority of them, amazing. Absolutely amazing on the protest and fair play to, as I say, the majority of people that were there because it was absolutely great. Um, we are going to finish things off there. I think that's probably the way to do it uh, on the on the kind of protest point because that was the highlight of the day, the highlight of the season, arguably, too. I will see you tomorrow for the show, uh, looking at the protest in more detail, going through some of the videos and clips and breakdown from it as well. Sunday will be the podcast reflecting on today's game, looking ahead to the Europa League game. Soon we'll be joined by Owen, Wayne and John. So that one. Uh, please drop a like on the video. If you want to see some live coverage from the protest, go watch our Let's Talk Arsenal show from a little bit earlier on today and scroll forwards to about 35, 40 minutes in. And uh, we had a guy on the ground and we interviewed a fan at the, at the uh, protest as well. It was a really, really good piece of kind of uh, videography by Pablo. So fair play to the guy. And he missed a lot of the game. Lucky bastard. <laughs> this evening as well. So I really appreciate Pablo's hard work. And Tom O as well sent through a lot of videos and photos too. So plenty to to really kind of look back and, and focus on other than the game, which was utterly dreadful. I'll see you tomorrow, guys, for the next show. But it's been a pleasure to speak to you as always. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.